What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. We're putting black girl magic in motion. This show is dedicated to reinventing wellness for women of color. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Balanced Black Girl Podcast. I am so happy to have you here. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. So I have recently been partaking in a lot of events, a lot of wellness events, business events, networking events, and something that's really cool that's starting to happen is that when I tell people about Balanced Black Girl or I tell people what I do, I'm beginning to meet people who have learned about the show or who have had friends that tell them that they need to tune in or have just seen it pop up and are curious about it. And that to me blows my mind. It is the most flattering, incredible, incredible thing, especially when people say that the show has been shared with them by a friend. So if you have ever tuned into the show and shared it with a friend who you thought would enjoy it, thank you so much. It is a huge, huge help. We have really helped grow this community from all of you listening, rating, reviewing, and sharing with your friends. And that is honestly the number one thing that is so key to supporting the show. So thank you so much. And speaking of ratings and reviews, let's get into the review of the week. So this week's review is titled Seeking My Best Life. It says, I've been listening to this podcast for a couple of months now, and I find myself looking forward to the next episode. The content is always relevant and on point. It doesn't matter which one I listen to. I always walk away with some nugget that I can include in my life to help me be my own true self. Something that I'm learning now. The other day I was listening to Healthy Living in the Bronx and the content was so real and relatable that my 10 year old was also into it and had questions for us to process. It's important that our young black girls have strong black women that are talking about self-love, our bodies, owning businesses, and living a full life. Les not only has the podcast, but we read along with her, and she does the research on all kinds of things that we could improve the lives of one another. All we have to do is show up for ourselves and each other. Les, thanks for thinking about all of us. 
Well, thank you for this incredible review. There's so many things there that I'm just so honored to hear. First off, that you listen to the show with your daughter and are able to have discussions with her because, you know, there's a a whole nother generation of balanced black girls coming up that if we can help guide these conversations for them early, can really help break some patterns that I think a lot of us are stuck in. And I'm just so honored to hear that you're sharing the show with your daughter and that it's just opening up new conversations for you. So thank you so much for this rating and review. If you have not yet rated and reviewed Balanced Black Girl podcast on iTunes, please do so. It is a huge help to the show. As I mentioned earlier, sharing the show, rating the show, reviewing the show are the number one things that you can do to help support because that is how people find us. And that's what makes the facilitation and conversations that we talk about here at Balanced Black Girl possible. So thank you so much for sharing. Okay, so now it's time to jump into today's interview. Our guest is Harmony Tamalavea, and she is the founder of Literacy Lounge, which is a subscription box that highlights black literature while promoting reading as a means to a less stressful life. Harmony was diagnosed with lupus at the age of 18, and that has really shaped her outlook on life, her overall health, and her wellness journey, which we talk about quite a bit in this episode. Um, Information, education around lupus, if you are not familiar with the disease, and, and how her diagnosis really helped inspire her to create this incredible company. And if you're familiar with Balanced Black Girl, you know that supporting black writers is a really big part of what we do through the Balanced Black Girl Book Club, where we pick books written by black women authors every other month to read together as a community and meet and discuss for those of us who are in the Seattle area. So we're all about supporting black literature here at Balanced Black Girl. And this was just such a fun, insightful conversation. Harmony is a young woman who just absolutely blew me away with her just drive and maturity and I really, really enjoyed talking to her, and I know that you will love this interview as much as I did. So let's jump into the show. Harmony, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Absolutely. So before we dive in, can you tell us where you're from and a little about your background? Yes. Well, I'm from originally from Lawton, Oklahoma. Um, a lot of people might not know where that's even at, but <laughs> it's a small military town. Uh, but currently I live in Oklahoma City. Uh, I moved up here for college and um, I, the founder of Literacy Lounge, which is a subscription box that highlights black literature and promotes reading as a means to a less stressful life. I love it. I love it. And we're definitely going to talk a lot about Literacy Lounge and what inspired you to start it and the importance of Black literature. Um, but still getting to know you a little bit better, I know that a big part of your story um, is you really leaning into self-care when you had a difficult experience with a lupus flare-up. So for listeners who may not be familiar with lupus, can you tell us a bit about your experience with it and how that has impacted you? Yes. Um, well, lupus is an autoimmune disease, and essentially it doesn't know your good cells from your bad cells, so it attacks everything. Mm. 
Um, and lupus is like people have different type of lupus. Yeah. So, so yeah. for me, I have a lupus nephritis. So that means that my lupus attacks my kidneys. Um, so a lot of times, like if I'm having a flare up, then um, I have symptoms that are showing like kidney failure or my kidneys aren't functioning the way they should be. They're not um, holding in or retaining fluid like they should be. But um, yeah, I was diagnosed with lupus when I was 18. That was six years ago. Um, and it's like all is all the symptoms just kind of hit you at once. And it, having lupus is almost kind of like having cancer because it's unpredictable. You don't know when it's going to come, when you're going to go through another flare up or, or not. Yeah. So. Wow. You were so young when you were diagnosed. So it's been kind of your whole adult life that you've been living with it. Wow. For sure. I would say like, that's like you said, it has affected my whole adult life. So I think that, being di- diagnosed with lupus is kind of what propelled me into like being so intentional about wellness and health. So, yeah, absolutely. Along those same lines, can you tell us about some of the self-care practices that you implemented that have helped you kind of mm-hmm. get through those difficult times, maybe where you're having a flare up or, or what that's been like? Yeah. Um, I would say, especially like, you know, I'm young, so just like everybody else, I have a lot of things going on. Like, I already graduated college, but even, you know, going through college, school, work, all that, you have so much stuff to do. Um, But really just knowing how and when to listen to your body is the most important thing. Um, So that's something that I've had to really focus on and knowing when to rest, even though I want to do and accomplish so much. Yeah, absolutely. Knowing when to rest is such an important lesson that I think can be really difficult for a lot of people, especially when you're ambitious and when you have all these things that you want to do. But it's also there's so much value in when you learn that I can do all of those things, even if I don't do them all right now and, and giving your body the rest it needs when it needs it is also so valuable. Yes, and especially knowing, like, I can't, even if when I'm trying to accomplish something, I can't be my full self if I'm not rested. I can't do it as my full self if I'm not rested and taking care of myself. Yeah, absolutely. So when did you get the idea to start the Literacy Lounge? And for those listening who are just now learning about the Literacy Lounge, can you tell them how it works? Yes. So, well, I'll start with the idea. The idea came from actually a flare up. Mm-hmm. Um, one one thing I like to do and that kind of really helps me relax during any time in my life is reading. Um, I've grown up. I was always a reader when I when I grew up. But, you know, I feel like everybody like kind of gets away from that a little bit once you get older and stuff. So it was really during that time where I started to pick up reading again. And this was during my um senior year of college and just through reading and really focusing on self-care practices is kind of where the idea came from of Literacy Lounge. Yeah, I love that. 
I love that. So how does Literacy Lounge work? Like if someone subscribes to Literacy Lounge, what do they get? So along with the book, uh, book each month, of course, the book is written by a black author because that's something that we're huge on is highlighting black literature. Um, so along with the book, you receive two to four items that either stimulate relaxation. So like a candle, a tea, essential oil, stuff like that, or bookish items like bookmarks, um, like book lights, poems, different prints, art prints. So I love that. And I love that the Literacy Lounge focuses on highlighting works from black authors. Mm -hmm. Why is it so important to read work by black authors? Why is it not so important? That's that's real (laughs) question. (laughs) But um, really, it's just all about representation. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest one. Um, Knowing and picking up something that you can actually see yourself in. Yeah. Or like reading something and you're like, man, that's exactly how I feel. Yes. Um, so I think that's the most important. And I think just highlighting black culture and letting like bringing awareness to our stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. One thing that really resonates about that with me um, is that I got the December box, which was Becoming by Michelle Mm -hmm. Obama. I think by now everybody knows Becoming. (laughs) Um, And one of the things that she said about her really wanting to write the book and share her story and why she encourages so many other people to share their stories is that when other people don't know things about us or when there are gaps in our story kind of to the outside world, other people will fill in those gaps and those narratives for us with assumptions that are usually wrong. And when we use our voices to share our stories and to create those narratives, then we know that kind of the right story is getting out there. And I think that that also really resonates with the importance of highlighting Black writers, black authors, black artists, and and really understanding black art is having black people share black stories in yes. ways that can't be kind of manipulated or misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. There's a quote um, by a black author. She's like a, a legend, um, Audre Lorde. Mm-hmm. And it says, like, if I didn't define myself for myself, I would be crunched into other people's fantasies for me and eaten alive. Oh, so good. Yeah, so good. It's like, and that just goes on to what you were saying. Like, we have to tell our own stories because if it, we don't, then we're just depending on other people and they might not get it right. Yeah, exactly. Who are some of your favorite authors? My favorite? Hmm. I would say Toni Morrison is definitely one of my favorite. Yeah. And she's a classic, of course. Um, I love, I love a lot of like contemporary authors that we've been seeing, like um, the author of Queenie. Mm um, Sister Soldier, that's a Oh yeah. She's a classic though. Yeah. Tiffany Jackson, she's she's kinda newer too. I she I like the way that she writes. Um oh I can't believe, believe I forgot about um Tarari Tayari Jones. Mm-hmm. She wrote An American Marriage, that's like one of my favorite books I've read in recent years. I feel like that book has become like a contemporary classic. Yes, 
for sure. Yeah. So how do you pick which books and which products get added to the Literacy Lounge box each month? See, I'm very, I try to be very intentional about this. So I read the book of the month um, prior Mm -hmm. to like choosing it. Um, So I read it if I feel like it's something that resonates with me and I feel like other people can resonate with it as well, then that's usually it. That's how I choose it. And then from reading the book, I'll get ideas. So like, that's kind of where the bookish item comes in. So like if, if it's a book that talks about black lives matter, then maybe we'll choose a product that, you know, has that written on it or like a patch or a pen or something like that. For example, our January book was um, James Baldwin, mm-hmm. If Bell Street Could Talk. Yes. And we had pins with James Baldwin quotes on there. Yeah. So that's kind of how I choose the items. And then, like, we try to um, include one, like, self-care, like a candle or tea or mm-hmm. and what I love about that and what I love about the items and just the whole concept is there is a lot of conversation around self-care that is very appearance driven and that mm-hmm. can be totally fine like if getting a facial feels like self-care that is great if getting your nails done <laughs> feels like self-care that is great yeah. however I think that there are also a lot of elements of self-care where it's like really taking care of your mind and really taking care of your spirit and even in your case where you have had times where you've gotten really sick and self-care is what really keeps your spirits up mentally the significance mm-hmm. of that is a conversation that I just love having a little bit more than like the facials and the nails done right (laughs) which is so true like it's really more than the appearances like self-care for me could be like taking my medicine on time every day Mm -hmm. like setting up that doctor's appointment I've been trying to avoid and that could be for a lot of people though yes um but it's just going to therapy it's like I think you're you're definitely right about people like trying to glamorize it yeah but it's it's just self-care just isn't that simple yeah exactly it's all about kind of knowing what you need and and how to give yourself what you need which sometimes can be really hard if people aren't used to maybe listening to themselves that they don't know how to listen to their body to understand what their body needs or if they get really scared kind of quieting down and being with their own thoughts to figure out what their minds and spirits need it can seem really scary but it's so valuable right I think that's just kind of how you get to the core of who you are yeah as well absolutely so you co-founded the literacy lounge with your partner Dorian and Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I am blown away at how young you are. Like, you're 24. You've created this amazing idea. So for those listening who may be in college or who may be fresh out of college and have an idea for something cool that they want to create, but they're worried they can't execute it or that they're too young to build something, what Mm -hmm. advice would you give them? Man, just go (laughs) for it. Just do it. Like... Do it scared, do it afraid, do it broke, like, (laughs) just do it. I think, I feel like um, us launching Literacy Lounge was, like, one of the most freeing things for me 
just because I I was proud of myself because I I actually did it and I wasn't scared to do it. Yeah. Like and of course it's not going to be perfect. Like we've learned so much along the way and I think that's just how anything that's just how it's going to be. You're going to learn more lessons along the way, but if you never start it, if you never launch, then you're not going to learn anything. Exactly. I think that that is such great advice. So in the future, where do you see the Literacy Lounge going? What are, what are your dreams for it? Well, we're working on, we really want to become like a marketplace for black authors, black literature, um, everything. And we, because we've had like a lot of, like in our books, we mostly promote um, published authors and we've had a lot of self-published authors reach out to us. So we've been trying to create a platform for them. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And then we really want to get into children's books. We've had such a high demand for that. And we hope to also open our own bookstore in OKC one day. Oh, my goodness. Those are all really, really incredible things. And I think what really strikes me about what you're doing and why I think it's so wonderful and so important is we're all very interconnected all of the time, right? Like we all spend a lot of time on social media. We all spend a lot of time on Instagram and sliding Mm -hmm. in each other's DMs. But just the simplicity of having a book and feeling grounded with a book and being part of a community to talk about stories and share that is just so powerful. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is very powerful. And just taking that time to yourself and like you said, disconnecting, really unplugging from social media and everything and just sitting down with a book is very helpful. Oh, for sure. I have had a lot of conversations about kind of, again, expanding that definition of self-care and an interesting theme that I would love to get your take on this that has come out of a lot of those conversations is looking at conscious consumption as a form of Mm self-care and looking at the messages that we're taking in and the people whose words we choose to take in. I also think that kind of goes back to the importance of promoting black writers and black literature is if we can maybe spend a little bit less time on those things that are kind of overstimulating us and overwhelming (laughs) us and a bit more time just really consuming incredible art that that could also be a form of self-care. I don't know. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Do I sound, does that sound ridiculous? (laughs) No, no, I, I, I completely agree. I definitely think so. Like I think you're right, especially like consuming, we consume. And that's one thing like that, what you just said made me think about is like, we consume a lot of like, bits and pieces like Mm. quick information or like quick quotes or quick writing or something like that but when you sit down with the book you actually get like a full piece of something instead of just a quick because it might you don't you just don't know how long it's going to take you to read the book yeah and the thing that I think is so great about 
the community aspect of reading or when you're part of a community that is maybe all reading something together and getting to talk about it is hearing other people's perspectives of how Mm -hmm. they interpreted things. Because I feel like when we consume stories, we all kind of consume it a little bit differently or we hear different parts of it and getting to connect over the different parts that other people maybe see and pick up on is also part of the fun of it. Yeah. And also like everybody has different experiences. So Something I experienced maybe um, like from a book, I can relate to it more, but something somebody else experienced, they related to something different in the book. So I think that's, it's really cool to see other people's perspectives on that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I would also love to get kind of your thoughts on physical books versus things like electronic books Mm -hmm. you know with your boxes you're sending people like physical books are you someone who prefers physical books over say like a kindle version or tablet for sure like I love physical books and I I feel like ebooks audiobooks well audiobooks mainly are cheating (laughs) you're cheating they're not you're not reading okay you can still do it but it's it's not the same (laughs) It's not the same as actually reading. You still get good information and you, it still might affect you, but it's not the same as reading. <laughs> Why do you say that? What's different? What's special about reading? I think it's just being able, well, the book is actually in your hand. You can highlight, you can write notes and you're being like, you're actually taking the time to sit down and focus. Mm-hmm. But like audiobooks, like most of the time people who play audiobooks, they're driving or cleaning or cooking and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's just, that's my opinion. Yeah. But That's great. (laughs) I also love physical books because me, I want to have like a little whole like mini library in my house. Mm. And also even for like future, like my family and stuff like that, like my kids seeing like books when they grow up yeah having that insight or around them I think that's that creates a good space and environment yeah oh absolutely I I go back and forth it's like I'm someone who I love physical books and I love reading physical books but I'm not I'm not a rereader. Like once I read something once, I won't ever really do it again. So I try to, my happy medium is to kind of be a bit of a library person, not even because I like don't necessarily want to spend money on a book, but just because I'm like, I don't have the space for it. And I know I'm not going to read it again, but I love this like physical, (laughs) I love the pages. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not a rereader either. I'm not. Yeah. So I can understand that. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) so are you also do you like writing as well that's the thing like I love reading so much but I don't like to write Mm -hmm. like I don't I don't consider myself a writer or like I don't like journal a lot or anything but it's something I do want to like a skill that I want to enhance is writing so I've been trying to write um little book reviews so. Oh, that's amazing. Have you shared your book reviews? No, not not yet. Oh. So. You should if you yeah. if you're comfortable with that. I will. I will. 
I will eventually. Yeah. I think people would really, really love to hear that. Yeah. For sure. So Harmi, what, what does self-care look like for you currently? Mm, currently, self-care is, that's a good question. <laughs> it's hard, especially when you have a business. Yes. And plus, well, I'm still going through chemo. I'm still going through my treatments. Mm-hmm. So we're still, well, I did my, I was supposed to have six out of six. So we're on, I've already completed that, but my doctor is not sure if she wants to do like two more of a different type. So we're kind of like in that waiting period. Yeah. So, and for people that don't know, like chemo is a common treatment for people with lupus. Yeah. Well, because it it suppresses the immune system, so it like calms it down. Yeah, hyperactive. Yeah, and in doing that, does that make so that your immune system doesn't attack your healthy cells? Mm-hmm. Is that what right. happens? Yeah. Right. So it's just gonna bring it down completely. Yeah. So. So I could imagine that during those times where you are going through chemo and going through those treatments, it's probably definitely going to impact your self-care and what that looks like. Yeah. So self-care a lot lately has been looking like sleep. Yeah. Um, resting. And when I do have energy, I try to get stuff done, try to get stuff accomplished, but that's why I'm so thankful for Dorian. Yeah. Cause he, he works on literacy lounge a lot since I've been going through that. Um, but yeah, but rest, sleep and reading as well. Yeah. I'm up for it. Yeah, absolutely. What are you reading currently? I just finished Queenie and then, so I'm reading the mothers. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. So how do you pick, how do you get new books on your radar? A lot of research. Yeah, I look yeah. at articles a lot. Um, Bookstagram is a big one. Yeah. And then an accomplishment that we just um, had within the last month or so was we've gotten three ladies here in OKC. They work with all publishers. And so they help us get books and like advanced reader copies and stuff like that. That's incredible. Yeah. So we're really excited about that. That's a good plug. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That is amazing. I love that. That is something that I, now that Balanced Black Girl has kind of a book club component that I have definitely struggled with is being kind of on top of what's upcoming and what's Mm -hmm. fresh because I'm always like, I'm never hip to any, (laughs) in any area where I know kind of like the hot up and coming thing. I'm always the last to know in everything from books to music to (laughs) clothes like everything so I'm always really curious for folks in their industry like how you stay on top of what's coming next yeah usually bookstagram helps a lot too yeah they are on it yeah um but yeah I think you're I love your book pick that you picked eloquent rage yes I read that a couple weeks ago yeah good um i i liked your uh, facebook page and everything so i could follow 
the conversation. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I was really excited about that book. It was actually one that um, one of the women in our Facebook group suggested. And I loved it. I followed Brittany Cooper's work for a while and had had that book just on my list of like personal reads. And I don't know why I hadn't considered making it a book club pick. But when she suggested it, I was like, oh, duh, of course. <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been really loving that book. It's a really good one. But I, I go back and forth because I feel like I've been reading a lot of nonfiction lately. I haven't read fiction in a while. Mm-hmm. I did read If Beale Street Could Talk last year, um, which is just such a beautiful book. But I'm I'm craving some fiction again after this one. <laughs> yeah, see, that's usually how I have to do it, too. Like, I read a lot of nonfiction, like Black authors and, like, business books. Yep. Um, so I have to, like, take a break and be like, okay, I need some fiction in my life. Yeah. Like, so. I need a story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But even, like, the fiction, it can be pretty, like, impactful. So... Or like relate to real life. Absolutely. That's what I like about it. Oh, absolutely. For sure. So if you had to pick one all-time favorite book, which is probably a really hard question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Number one favorite book pick of all time, what would it be? Oh, all time. Yeah. All time. I'm going to have to say... An American Marriage. Yeah. Um, because I read that like over a year ago. Yeah. And it still like sticks with me. Yeah. Like I still think about that story and the characters and stuff. And I know, like I told you, I'm not a rereader, but I've really been considering about rereading that. <laughs> but that's how you know I really like it. Exactly. That's when you know it's good. <laughs> yeah. How you know it's real. So. Yes. Yes. So, Harmony, what does being a balanced Black girl mean to you? It means taking care of myself mentally, physically, spiritually first before anything else. Mm, The fact that you are like 24 and have such a better grasp of (laughs) all of these elements than I do now and certainly than I did at your age I think it's just such an incredible incredible thing thank you I really appreciate that yeah absolutely but you're you're I want to say like the balance black uh your podcast has really helped me especially like with the imposter syndrome oh good I I can really talk to you about that forever oh (laughs) Yeah. I mean, let's talk about imposter syndrome and how real it is because I create those episodes partially out of stuff that I need to hear too. Mm -hmm. And I think it can be really, really easy for people to see something like the Literacy Lounge, which is like this incredible idea and you're putting out this amazing service and it's growing and that's really cool and think that you don't deal with imposter syndrome or to listen to this podcast and think that because I'm talking about it that I don't deal with imposter syndrome, but it's something Mm -hmm. that we all deal with at some point, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't even like, because for a while I didn't even know there was a name for it, you know? Yeah. Like, I think people don't even know, like, it's a real thing, you know. Um, But I struggle. I even struggled with imposter syndrome, even, like, setting up my interview with you. 
yeah, like I'm like, I can't talk to these people. <laughs> <laughs> but you can. No. Yeah, I know I can, but like that's just, you know, the thoughts of imposter syndrome and yeah. even like just from my background, like I'm I know that you had mentioned you're a first generation college student, so yeah. am I. Yeah. So and I think that's a another thing is just like going against the grain in general and starting a business, not taking the traditional uh, straight out of college route of getting a career and a high paying job and stuff like that. It's a whole nother thing. Absolutely. It's a matter of defining what success looks like for yourself and Mm -hmm. creating those values for yourself and really living by it and sticking with it. And even when something like the imposter syndrome kicks in, everybody experiences it in one way or another. You just can't let it consume you. Right. And I think that's the the biggest thing. Like you can't let it take over your, you. Yes, exactly. You still have to push through it. Yeah, exactly. And then you can also look at, you know, because I think for a lot of people, who are maybe in that situation where maybe they are a first-generation college student or maybe they are really ambitious and they're just so used to pushing, pushing, pushing Mm -hmm. and getting really hard on themselves for things is to also remember to celebrate all that you've accomplished and all that you have done and all of the odds that may have been stacked up against you and how far you've come against that, even if your ultimate goal hasn't been reached yet, how much you have done is so incredible and it can be so easy to lose sight of that. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. It's like you just have to stop and kind of think like, oh, well, just focus on the things that you did accomplish. Like even graduating college, that's a whole oh my accomplishment in itself. That is a huge accomplishment in and of itself, especially if you are maybe a non-traditional student, if you're someone who had to work full time while you were mm-hmm. in school, or if you're someone who you are dealing with a severe autoimmune disease while you're in school, like, and you graduated, that is incredible, you know? Yeah. And people forget to kind of cut themselves that, that slack of... Mm-hmm of just how much they have done when we get so set on these other external goals. Yeah, for sure. And I know I'm partially talking to myself too, because I'm kind <laughs> of like <laughs> beating myself up over this stuff. Yeah. But it's important to be super proud of yourself. Yeah. And I think like everybody goes through it. It's just everybody doesn't talk about it. Exactly. And I think that they should. I think that more people should talk about it mm-hmm. and should talk about kind of the the things that we don't see behind highlights and successes and, and what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so Harmony, what is next for you? What do we have to look forward to at the Literacy Lounge? How can we keep in touch with you? Um, keep in touch through social media for sure. Um, Instagram, Facebook are our main platforms and that's, um, Literacy Lounge Box is our at name for both of those. Yeah. We will have all of that linked in the show notes. Y'all also have a really great newsletter as well, right? Yes. We do that once a month near the end of the month. Um, and also visit our website, theliteracylounge.com and sign up 
for emails and then we also offer 15% off a one month your first one month su- uh, subscription so that's amazing. Another. Yes. All amazing things. We will have all of that linked in the show notes so that everyone can follow you so that everyone can subscribe. I just, I know everybody is going to love it. <laughs> yes. Thank yes. you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you.